Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello again and welcome to Money Tips. This is Charles Kelly. Uh, I'm, I'm the, the composer of Money Tips Daily, my Money Tips podcast, which you can find on moneytipsdaily.com and also the author of the book, Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Uh, thanks for tuning in on uh, Facebook Live. Great to see everybody that comes on and, and listens to me. That That's, that's fantastic. I, I much appreciate that. Always welcome your comments, whether they're whether you agree with me or not. I, I, I don't mind. I, I just, just still welcome your comments. But uh, do check out my podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Now, many of you might say, what do I know about money? Well, I was 25 years uh, in financial services from I started when I was young, by the way, because you're wondering. I started when I was very young. And uh, that was where I, I learned about money. That was really where my proper education started. My school education had finished and they taught me nothing about money and how to make money or pensions or mortgages, life insurance. They taught nothing about that. I I literally walked in and the guy was talking about pensions and life insurance. And I was thinking, wow, what what is all this? What is this stuff? What what are shares? What are the stock market? What's the Wall Street? Uh, The only thing I knew about Wall Street was this song called The Wall Street Shuffle by 10CC. Do the Wall Street shuffle. Let your money hustle. You can lose your mother. You can buy another. Something like that. Anyway, uh, so that's all I knew. So I was really in the dark until I went into financial services. Then I took courses and formal courses and external examinations and became fully qualified. And I worked for banks, insurance companies, and eventually had my own IFA, independent financial advisor package. And uh, so that's how I learned about handling money and how to, to manage money. So in that time, I not only learned about money, but I, I, I was sitting face to face with hundreds, if not thousands of clients and customers from the bank, from the insurance company, from my own business. So I saw the habits that they formed and I, I was able to see now some people did this and some people did that. And this is the result of what they did. And this is the result of what they did. And these are the things that I can sell you that. The, the, just for want of a better word, let's categorize people as rich or poor, people who are who have money and people who don't have money. Now, I'm not talking about the poor in, you know, the developing world or the third world that live on a dollar a day. I'm talking about the, the poor, if you like, that live in the UK or America and have every opportunity to, to make money and save money. Uh, but some do and some don't. So we're talking about people born in a country, in a first world country, uh, where you have the same schools as, as uh, you know, okay, we all went to a state school, for instance, but we all had that chance in the state school to, to go on and do something and, and educate ourselves. Some of us didn't, some did, some went on to university, some made good time, use of their time, others didn't. So th- these you have choices in life. And these are some of the things that the people with money do that the people with money generally don't. And that's my own personal experience in in dealing with thousands of people over 25 years. I'm no longer an IFA. So 
you, you know you need to get your own financial advice here but uh, I can't give you financial advice because I'm not your financial advisor but nevertheless these are some of the things right so first of all the rich tend to, to insure they, they have insurance now this could be you know they have proper car insurance they have liability insurance they have household insurance they have life insurance or life assurance one or the other um, you know they tend to cover their health so they try and cover these things now people say oh, I can't afford it right because the poor don't do these things and when i used to see people who said they didn't have the money for insurance they were the people who had the biggest tvs they smoked uh you know between the two of them two packets of cigarettes a day you know which is a lot of money and and yet they couldn't afford you know a few pounds a month to insure their lives or insure the mortgage debt that they had on their home so when things go wrong it, it's a disaster for them and now the rich have a backup plan usually they have some sort of plan in place where you know if this doesn't work out i've i've got something else to do uh, you know they'll they'll have some form of contingency or backup plan to to cover themselves whether that's through insurance or planning or tax planning or or in their business uh, and and people who just wing it tend to they they're the people who say oh I, I was just nearly there and it went wrong because they're winging it they they haven't got the backup plan and something will always go wrong life will always you know mess you up and kick you in the teeth when you when you least uh, need it so they have a backup plan the rich invest and save uh, and and the, and the poor don't unfortunately they spend all the money that they earn so when they reach 65 they say well i've got any money and, uh, and now the pension's not 65 it's 67 and I, I can't afford to retire so that's it um they, they've worked for 40 years they've earned money for 40 years but they've spent every penny now you might say oh it's all right for the rich they can afford to save well that, that's not true because i i know people that are in pretty low paid jobs average type of jobs i know a guy who works in a in a, in a um one of these gentlemen's clubs in london uh you know one of these um posh clubs in london that he works in and his wife does sort of cleaning and looking after kids and and yet they've managed to build a small property portfolio not only have they got their own house but they've got a second and a third home they've done it by saving putting the money aside buying property uh, and, and I know people on average incomes that have got a lot more money saved up than people who are earning big money, but, but have big expenses. So to don't tell me you, you can't save. I, I, you know, as again, we're not talking about people, you know, starving in the third world. We're talking about people here that, you know, can get a job. They can do something. They, they can make something for themselves and they can get courses. They can they can educate themselves. Normally, a lot of these courses are free. Uh, so you've got every opportunity here. And as long as you're fit and able, why not? You, you've all got the same opportunity, the same amount of hours in the day. So um, they, they, what I've found is, I'm not, about, I'm not talking about super rich. I'm talking about people that have got money. It could be uh, people who are just comfortably off or well off or wealthy. But generally, I'm talking about people that um, I, I can see from my experience that they've done these things. And they tend to save, they invest uh, whether it be in into shares or to their pension scheme or into property and and they plan ahead they think where am i going to be in 20 years time 30 40 years time what will i have to live on how am i going to manage to live um what what will i leave behind for my children have i planned for inheritance tax and and you know the duke of westminster who is is one of the richest per, per people in the country has they don't plan for the next generation they're planning two and three generations ahead you know, they've got a huge estate, of course, but, you know, not everyone can do that. But I'm just giving you a, a, an example there 
of a family that have kept their wealth together for a thousand years. They've kept it intact for a thousand years. And a lot of dukes and lords and ladies, they've lost their estates because, you know, the generation, the third or fourth generation down blew it all or spent it and never replenished that that money that was coming in from, from tenant farmers that are no longer there. And and they've lost their, their wealth and they, they've let their houses out to the National Trust because they can't even afford to fix the roof. But people like the Duke of Westminster and, and many others plan ahead. They think years into the future. They, they think long term. They take a long term perspective. They don't just think about tomorrow or today. Let's spend my money today. Let's go on holiday tomorrow and blow all the money. Let's buy credit cards. You know, they're, they're planning ahead and taking the long term perspective. Um, the poor generally don't. They, they buy lottery tickets and hope for the best. They think, well, maybe if I buy enough lottery tickets, one day I'll win. And that's my retirement plan. Well, not literally. But I've had people say to me, well, if I don't have enough money to retire, the state will look after me. Or if, if I die uh, and my wife hasn't got any money, the state will take care of her or she can get married again. They say that. They say that in front of her. They say, well, she can always get married again or she's got the house. Yeah, you got the house. But what about the bills? What about sending kids to school? What about all, all those things? How is she going to work and do the, everything uh, and and send the kids to university and plan ahead. No, just having the house is not enough. You still need to run the house. And this sort of stuff, I've heard it all. You know, um, the state will look after me is one of the favourites, you know, that, that I hear. And these tend to come from people with a certain mentality that I tend to be down there all the time. And, and they, they just, they never lift themselves out of that, that mentality. That's the state will look after me. The government will take care of it. Why don't the government do something about it? That That's the reason I'm not successful because the government won't help me or, or the government are not doing enough for me. That's the mentality. And that's, that's why they always stay poor. Okay. The rich have what I would call pillars of income. They don't just have uh, you know, the business is built on pillars. So if you imagine the Parthenon in Greece, it's this big building and they've got pillars, right? They've got columns going down. So that if one of those columns fell down, the whole thing is not going to fall down. So I found that successful people and successful businesses will, will not just be reliant on one client or one form of income or just one product. Generally, they will have multiple streams of products. Now, you can't do it all at once, but you know, you've got to have some sort of contingency. So if, if, if you're a company, then you've only got one big client, then you're really at risk. And I remember listening to a story uh, recently by Rob Moore, who, who now owns hundreds and hundreds of properties. But in his early days, he built up in the first couple of years a portfolio of 20 properties, but he had a mentor. This is another thing that successful people have. They have mentors, they have coaches, they train. And he went to his mentor thinking, I've done really well. And the mentor just tore him apart and said, well, you know, what if the what if the legislation changes? Well, I don't know. What if uh, the government changes things and, and your, your strategy ha has been... Uh, uh, scuppered what if uh, you know you're doing all single lets you know what if the interest rates go up and and property prices go down and the banks call in your money so you know he was saying to him look you're okay but that's not enough you need to keep moving forward keep building keep innovating and keep uh, you know looking for for different forms of income maybe not just one strategy single lets maybe look at hmos maybe look at commercials and 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 that's what he did and now he, he owns and controls with his partners uh, something like seven or eight hundred properties because he, he got himself and he owns a training company which turns over millions as well. And he's written books and, and he's got other forms of income. So if anything happened to the property industry or the property business, he's got something to fall back on. 
That's what successful and wealthy people do. They, they have some form of a backup plan. Um, the rich have a disaster recovery plan. Uh, others don't. Uh, that, that's, I'll come back. I'm coming to, to, to what that is in, in a second. Now, uh, like, like when I was, I was a councillor and a mayor for many years, and I noticed that the council also do this. They have policies and, and backups. Um, they're very careful and deliberate and, and they do things very slowly, but they do things properly. Everything's in writing. They have policies so that if something goes wrong, this is what we do. Um, if, if the building is broken into and the building's flooded, this is what the plan is. Um, now, I'll, I'll explain a bit more about this, but um, my word of the day is actually disaster recovery. What is disaster recovery? It's not recovering from a disaster and think, oh my God, I've had a disaster. Disaster recovery is a plan of action. It's a plan and action and policies that are put into place in the events of a disaster. So a disaster could be a failure on your computer system. You know, if your business is in your computer and you've got no backup or you do a backup every now and again, you're asking for trouble because if your hard drive fails, what are you going to do? What's your disaster recovery plan? You don't need to be at NatWest Bank to have a disaster recovery plan. You, you can be a small business or, or just someone in, in a house that said, well, I'm going to back up my data. That's that's a disaster recovery plan. And maybe leave the data uh, drive that you back it up onto somewhere else other than next to the computer, which, which could be flooded or, or lost in a fire. So councils have these things. They have a disaster recovery plan. Banks have these things. Banks have, uh, they, they even rent another office and they have a whole trading floor. So that if their trading floor goes down, you know, the building gets blown up, uh, they can then immediately move their trading staff in, onto that, that trading floor. So, you know, but you don't have to be a bank to have a, a disaster re recovery plan. But what you can do is think like them. Think about having a backup plan. Thinking about, protect your wealth, think about planning ahead, think about protecting your reputation, your brand. And, and this is what uh, the people who are thinking ahead and taking a long-term view do, that people who end up uh, with nothing and broke all the time, uh, or they might earn a bit of money and, and lose it like, you know, like the stars who lose it all that I, I said in my book, uh, the stars who lost it all, people that have earned millions in the case of Mike Tyson, you know, 300 million, and, and yet he's broke. Uh, you know, um, lots of film stars, lots of singers. Michael Jackson was almost broke uh, when 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 he died. You know, he was down to his last few million after earning hundreds and hundreds of millions. Elvis Presley had spent nearly all his money. It was Priscilla that built up the estates again. Same with El uh, 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 John Lennon and and lots of other stars. If you look at them, they they can earn many many millions, but if they don't look after their money. And, and, and plan ahead and pay their taxes and think about what they're going to do to invest their money, they can soon just spend it all away. Uh, it, it, it's, it's very easy. Nicolas Cage is another one. Robin Williams, you know, had multiple, you know, award-winning movies. And yet, you know, when, when he committed suicide, he was trying to sell his ranch. He, you know, he, he was really down on his on his uppers. Nicolas Cage is another one. Earned so much money and, and just blown it all. Uh, I was reading about... Um, uh, another star recently that's gone through 500 million, the, the star of the Pirates of the of the Caribbean, and his name is gone at the moment, but I'm sure you know who he is. Um, he spent hundreds of millions that, that he's earned in, in, his, in his big movies, those three big uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies that, that he's earned money on. So think about that and think about what these people do that, that, that ordinary people don't do. And, and one thing that uh, you can do to improve your your financial situations to keep learning to keep learning and keep improving yourself 
most people never take a course after they leave school. Most people need never even read a book after they leave school. Um, I found that people that are progressive and successful tend to be learning. And these days, you can't just stay in one job for the rest of your life. It's not going to happen. Things are going to change. So keep learning. Um, for instance, on property, you can learn how to, to invest in property. Don't just go out and buy a property. Take courses, learn about it. If you want to know how to learn about it, send me an email, charles at charleskelly.net or on, on Messenger, and I'll put you in touch with the company that will give you a free taster course to, to give you an overview and see how deep you want to go into it. So what, what is the risk there? Nothing, just maybe a day or two out of your, your time. So that, that's, that's certainly a key to building and preserving wealth is, is to, to never stop learning and never stop improving. So thanks very much for listening. Check out my podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, and I, I hope to see you again. Thanks for tuning in, everybody that, that I can see there. Uh, great to see you. And I will speak to you again soon. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 